Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, November 22nd. Here is an impeachment inquiry update from today's show. For two months, the impeachment inquiry has focused on President Trump and whether he abused the power of his office for his own political advantage. On Thursday, the inquiry seemed to broaden into a bracing examination of the insidious forces, including the spread of conspiracy theories, infecting American politics. The final day of scheduled public testimony in this phase of the investigation was dominated by the warnings of a former senior White House advisor that the country's susceptibility to baseless allegations and partisan infighting are more than unfortunate byproducts of this political era. Instead, Fiona Hill, who was Trump's top advisor on Russia for much of the past two years, said that these tendencies pose a growing security threat that Russia, among other adversaries, is exploiting. As a result, Hill emerged as one of the few witnesses over the past two weeks able to move from providing accounts of events inside the White House to placing the unfolding Ukraine scandal in a broader political context. She depicted Trump's alleged attempt to pressure Ukraine for political dirt as harmful to both countries' security interests. She voiced dismay about the treatment of diplomats, including the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, who were either sidelined or disparaged for their efforts to defend official U.S. policy or testify about the president. But above all, she spoke with palpable concern about the extent to which partisanship in the U.S. has weakened our country's ability to agree on objective reality. She said we're being torn apart because truth itself is being questioned. A respected Russia scholar who previously served as a top U.S. intelligence official, Hill opened her testimony with a bristling rebuke of Republican lawmakers, and by extension Trump, who have sought to sow doubt about Russia's interference in the 2016 election with what she described as a fictional narrative. There are indications that at least one Ukrainian politician expressed support for Hillary Clinton in 2016 on social media and in an op-ed. And Ukrainian officials were involved in exposing the corruption of then-Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, who's now serving a prison term on fraud charges related to millions of dollars he received for consulting work in Ukraine financed by political operatives close to the Kremlin and Vladimir Putin. But Hill and others have said there is no evidence that the Ukrainian government itself interfered in our 2016 election, let alone on the scale of Russia. So what's next in this inquiry? No additional Intelligence Committee hearings are scheduled, though that could change if they lock down additional witnesses. The dream Democratic witness at this point is former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Committee staffers are working to write a report that they'll release in the next few days, summarizing their findings based on the evidence that's already been presented during the hearings. Then the House Judiciary Committee will draft articles of impeachment as soon as the week after Thanksgiving, so the week after next. At this juncture, unless new information emerges, House Republican leaders say they think they can prevent any defections, and almost every Democrat in the House seems ready to vote for impeachment. Yesterday afternoon, a group of Republican senators met privately with senior White House officials to map out a strategy for a potential impeachment trial of Trump, including rapid proceedings in the Senate that could be limited to about two weeks. The prospect of an abbreviated trial is viewed by several Senate Republicans as a favorable middle ground, substantial enough to give the proceedings credence without risking greater damage to Trump by dragging them out too long and risking damaging new information being exposed. Under this scenario, the Senate trial could begin as early as January, 
if the Democratic-controlled House votes to impeach next month. Now, Lindsey Graham was one of the six senators at the White House to plot strategy. Then, a few hours later, in his capacity as chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, he sent a letter asking Mike Pompeo to provide documents related to the Bidens, Ukraine, and Burisma. Graham's document request suggests that he is seeking to legitimize Trump's accusations that Joe Biden, as vice president, put pressure on Ukraine to fire its lead prosecutor to protect his son. There's no evidence for this claim. It's been disputed by a host of officials familiar with the investigation, but this appears to be part of the Trump defense strategy. Now, a few weeks ago, Graham said he was under intense pressure to launch this investigation into Biden. He said that Trump and his allies, including Trump's kids, were trying to get him to do it. But Graham said he would not turn the Senate into a circus and he would instead focus his committee's work on the investigation into the Justice Department's launch of the Russia investigation. This letter to Pompeo shows that Graham has changed his mind under pressure. In other investigation news, the Justice Department Inspector General on that investigation Graham wants to look into has found evidence that an FBI employee may have altered a document connected to court-approved surveillance of a former Trump campaign advisor. Inspector General Michael Horowitz concluded that the conduct did not affect the overall validity of the surveillance application, the FISA warrant. The person under scrutiny has not been identified, but two sources tell the Post that it's a low-level FBI lawyer who's since been forced out of the FBI. The employee was forced out as soon as the incident was discovered. Horowitz found that the employee erroneously indicated he had documentation to back up a claim that he had made in discussions with the Justice Department about the factual basis for the application. Our sources say he then altered an email to back up the erroneous claim. This conduct did not alter Horowitz's finding that the surveillance application of former Trump campaign foreign policy advisor Carter Page had a proper legal and factual basis. Meanwhile, up in New York City, prosecutors behind an investigation into the Trump organization have zeroed in on Alan Weiselberg, Trump's chief financial officer, and his connection to the hush money payments to the porn star Stormy Daniels. Weiselberg got federal immunity to testify against Michael Cohen, but the immunity deal only applied to the federal proceedings, not state and local charges. ProPublica reports that District Attorney Cyrus Vance's grand jury has been examining whether Weiselberg, among others, even the Trump organization itself, should face state-level criminal charges for falsification of business records. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.